Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, Rowan A.S.H., on an audio-only episode here, um, right before Survivor Series War Games, right before Black Friday, because we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of The Shield. Yeah, it's been that long since Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose all rushed the, rushed the ring in the main event of Survivor Series 2012, and the landscape of WWE was quite literally changed forever. And I know we use that phrase a lot. We throw it out a lot whenever a big debut or a big moment happens. But in this case, for The Shield, we're going to be highlighting some things about their run. We're going to talk about some things that we wish we saw happen, things that we wish and maybe our favorite moments from the Hounds of Justice. But before we get to all of that, we got to let you know about how you can join our growing wrestling wrestling podcast patron community. Right, guys. So as you know, Survivor Series War Games is happening this Sunday, Manila time. I know you guys got your Disney Plus subscriptions. I know that you're excited to watch WWE content. But as you know, these guys discussed on the live stream last Thursday, not everything is there yet. And we don't know if premium live events will be coming anytime soon to the platform. So until then, you can still catch these premium live events, these pay-per-views on WWE Network. And if you don't have the WWE Network, we will be happy to provide you a live streaming experience on our Discord. And all you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5. You get access to our Discord community where we do the watch parties. We just had a watch party yesterday morning for full gear, all five hours of it. So if you stuck with that, congrats. I think that you also get review content. We talk about pay-per-views, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, live events as well from the local scene. So if you've been seeing our posts on the Facebook page, that's pretty much it. That's what you can get. And also we have Pasabais this week is Black Friday, as mentioned. So we are likely doing a group buy. And um, we provide you 
an easy way to ship those goods from the U.S., from the U.K., from Japan, wherever we're planning to buy, all the way to the Philippines, usually by December. So if you are eyeing some merch from WWE, AEW, Pro Wrestling Tees, Suplex, NJPW, whatever whatever you want, we'll be doing that as well as part of our yearly Lujo, if you will. So again, it is patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5. All right. So um, before we also get to Jung 10th anniversary of The Shield, just another reminder to everybody who hasn't followed us yet on Spotify, hasn't given us that sweet five-star rating, please do that. It'll mean a lot to the podcast. It'll also help everyone else know that this Longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast actually exists. All right. The date was November 18, 2012. So about um, 10 years and three days to the date that we're recording this podcast. So let's start with recounting where we were when this happened. We're going to start with you, Rowan, since you're the young buck on the pod. November 18, 2012, that morning, nasaan ka? Were you watching Survivor Series live? Can you remember everything that was happening during that morning for you? This was uh, very interesting. Actually, hindi ko siya napanood sa umaga. Gabi ko siya napanood and it was like two days delayed kasi Studio 23, ba? Tapos, I was actually in the hospital kasi nadengi oh. ako. Wow. Shit. And that, that sucks. That, yeah, and that means 10 years na rin yung nadengi ako. Anyways, <laughs> Was it I super remember, bad? Uh, yeah, sobrang nang hina ako. Like okay. walking short distance. But did you die? Well, obviously no, I'm not. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so carry on, carry on. Anyways, uh, yeah. I remember this very moment. Parang dad was switching the channels. Parang madaling araw na rin ata. Kasi they, they still, they're still presenting the show mga 12 midnight, diba? Wala nang mapanood nun. And then suddenly, tumapat Studio 23. And I completely forgot na may Survivor Series that week. This was in the hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, na- 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 may Jack TV in hospital. <laughs> no, no, no. Studio 23. Ah, Studio 23. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they also showed it on Studio 23. Right. Yeah. Uh, wala na silang Jack TV deal nun. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, really? Yeah. 2012? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember, to be very honest. Yeah, okay. the last time they had the uh, pay-per-view ng 2012 was... Elimination Chamber. February. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so kalagitnaan na ng show yung naabutan ko. I think it was the traditional 5 on 5 match. And then after that, fast forward sa ano, three way WWE title match. Three men in black showed up. So that's Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. Attacked Ryback, who was about to win the WWE Championship. Akala ko yun na yung crowning achievement ni Ryback. That was his, that was gonna be his moment, pero apparently not. I have no idea what was going on, pero I like it. It's like we're gonna get a, a better version of the Nexus. Basta mas, mas magaling sila sa Nexus. Like, were you pulling for Ryback to win the match, the title match? Yeah, actually. <laughs> okay, uh, did you did you know who these three guys were from NXT? Ah, yeah. When, actually, when 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 they when they when Michael Cole eventually mentioned their names. Actually, si Seth lang yung kilala ko, cause he was the NXT champion that time, diba? Pero si Roman tsaka si Dean, di ko sila kilala that time. I think si Roman, parang he wrestled once. Parang isang best ko lang siya nakita. But I completely forgot his name. 
Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know who any of these people were when they debuted because my story of that morning was uh, Sunday in the US. I was at work. I was at my first ever day job uh, at Teach for the Philippines. And I remember I was like really new to the job. So I was ginagawa, and I was just derping around on the internet. And then Ro, your friend and mine, Jocks Bonko, then messaged me on Facebook. To tell me, dude, are you watching Survivor Series? These three guys in black just jumped Ryback and John Cena. So I asked him, I asked him, Cena to, what was going on? And he, he had to explain who Seth Rollins was, that he's the former Tyler Black, that Dean Ambrose is the former John Moxley, and that Roman Reigns is a relatively new one of the bunch. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I I could get home and I could get creative and find a way to watch uh, Survivor Series. But I also remember right around that same time, I was messaging you because this was during your blind spot in wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my story was that you know, I wasn't watching at the time. I wasn't strictly following at the time because I was in law school and I just did not have the time. Because when you're in law school, you're just reading and reading and reading if you're not in class. Right? So there just was not enough time to catch wrestling religiously and write about it as well as I was doing for LordsOfPain.net. Where I was, when you messaged me, I was in bed with an ex. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to actually say that on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Siyempre, uh, you messaged me and you told me who they were. And I instantly knew who they were. Because I was a child of internet wrestling forums at the time, Siyempre, because I was writing for a site. Right? So... I had to be immersed in it. I knew who Tyler Black was. I knew who John Moxley was because I watched Evolve before that. Prior to that, I was able to catch an Evolve show where he was on. And Roman Reigns, I knew because, you know, I tried to follow FCW as well. I knew that he was Leaki. Didn't think much of him because they weren't really, you know, they were focused on the indie darlings that they had signed at the time. So, you know, Brian Danielson, Seth Rollins, Cassius Ono, Cesaro, Loki, Dean, uh, Dean Ambrose at the time. Yeah. So Roman Reigns is really the newest guy on on their radar. And the two, I understood immediately why they had to be called up. But see, Roman Reigns, hindi ko good because he had just debuted on NXT on the post-game show NXT at the time as this uh, big dude, uh, generational talent. But it wasn't really proven much. So I didn't know why he was why he was lumped in with the other two who had a rep already. Yeah, so the Shield comes in, they do their thing, and immediately they make some noise as most groups do when they debut, especially on a big stage like the main event of Survivor Series. So we got to talk about expectations. What were your expectations when you saw that this group was just willing to run roughshod over the biggest names in the WWE at the time? Let's start with you, Rowan. I the expectation It's that they're like going to be the nexus, but and they're going to have a more successful career. Because mas bata sila and I guess they are much good looking. Kaya feeling ko yun yung ano dun yung magpapatulong sa kanila magkaroon ng push and have a successful career. And granted, nagkaroon sila the following year. Hikaru. Mm-hmm. Rowan has a point in that uh, having three guys as opposed to the Nexus is what seven or eight. Ano ba? Ano ang OT ba sila? Uh, yeah, they were original they were eight, original. 
OT8, diba? Ang dami nun. Not everyone deserved to have that kind of screen time on TV. But when you narrow it down to three guys, and two of them are very well experienced, that's a better uh, recipe for success. I thought it was interesting that they were slotted in a heel role. At first, I was looking too deeply at it. Na naisip ko na, oh, these these indie guys were playing heels or playing heels, and that must mean that Vince thought of the indie guys as uh, enemies that his homegrown WWE system and talents would have to overcome. Because these guys had a built-in following as compared to the Nexus guys plus Daniel Bryan. So that was interesting to me. That was an interesting positioning for them. But Chempere, as we all know, in the end, it's all really just a matter of they need a new fresh blood and then the fresh blood happened to be heel and these guys and Roman Reigns were the most ready for it. When the Shield came out and uh, made their presence felt, nung una, they were kind of like an edgier 3MB to me in the sense that they also had the sit-down interviews that 3MB did, except it was grittier. Uh, they also had their backstage promos na parang self-shot, diba? Parang naka-selfie angle. And much like 3MB's presentation, they kind of made themselves stand out as individual characters within the Hydra that was the Shield. You had Dean Ambrose, who was the talker of the group. You had Seth Rollins, who was the technician of the group. And then you had Roman Reigns, who was the enforcer of the group. So that was always very interesting to me because, okay, kung kaya nyo palang gawin yan, diba? why couldn't every other group get that treatment as they were being built up within the WWE system? But that was something that right off the bat told me as a fan na parang may future tong tatlong to. What did you guys think about that? How about Euro? Yeah, when when they first started out, I didn't catch them much, so I wasn't there for the um, you know the agenda setting phase of that of the group, right? But for me, because I didn't need that, like I didn't need to know, I didn't need to know much beyond the fact that they were there as mercenaries. Because that was pretty clear; they were mercenaries sent or hired by Paul Heyman and CM Punk to do their dirty work, right? I knew them. I knew Dean Ambrose. I knew Seth Rollins. I, I saw FCW. So I kind of had an idea of what their personalities were. So I was just jazzed at the thought of these indie guys getting some, getting the, the main roster call up. Rowan, did you have a favorite from the three right off the bat? Yeah, see Seth Rollins because there are a lot of wrestlers that have black hair, long black hair, diba. That was chalang yung may half uh, blonde, diba. And that was like his reason kaya siya naglagay ng half blunt. It's because a lot of guys sa FCW, mahaba yung buhok tapos black. Kaya parang yun yung naging favorite ko si Seth Rollins. Plus ang astig nung ano niya, moveset niya. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ro? Who was your early favorite? Si Dean. I knew that based on his look alone, si Roman would be the star. Like I always maintained that Roman would be the breakout star. But Dean Ambrose was my guy because I already saw from that Evolve show I saw him on. He could talk. He could really talk. And he had this really cool way of talking that I knew could draw the adoration of the crowd. That's so super magnetic. And you can tell now, I say people love John Moxley. They love Dean Ambrose. They thought that he didn't really get a fair shake. And they did position him as the likely single starter, but he was the US champion where uh, Seth and Roman were the tag team champions. But history would prove that Roman would be the biggest star even though all three guys are equally big as well as single stars. Yeah, uh, I'm with you in the sense that Dean was also my favorite. He was my guy from The Shield because 
He really looked like a rougher and grittier Ed Sheeran, especially when he still had longer <laughs> hair. And I agree na, uh, he, he had a very captivating way of speaking. Parashan like Jake Roberts, uh, whereas Jake Roberts talked in a very hushed tone, Sidin, very monotonous, very, an- ano lang siya, very calm. Um, he's not like Kevin Owens, na medyo pasigaw, pero Dean also sounds like he's just talking to you, na nagkataon lang merong mic, merong hawak na mic. He doesn't need to scream at your face like a Braun Strowman or like a Hulk Hogan when he delivers his promos. Siyempre, when he ramps up the intensity, yun na sumisigaw na siya, diba? But like, when he's talking backstage, he's not really yelling and growling like a stereotypical wrestler. He's just talking in a very maangas way, which is why he really stood out to me. On that note, let's talk about favorite moments. What were the highlights of the Shields run for your fandom, especially Euro, when you're just about a year or two into your fandom at this point? So, ako dalawa yung favorite Shield moments, guys. So, let's start off with the Shield All Belt. So, all of them won their respective championships at Extreme Rules. So, Dean being the United States champion, Seth and Roman being the tag team champions. I like this because WWE capitalized with them being hot. Kumbaga, uh, they struck when the iron was hot. And parang crowd favorite sila nun, di ba? Tsaka they work really hard. Ang galing nila on the main roster. And deserve lang talaga nila yung, ano, yung tag team championship and the United States championship. And my, my second favorite moment is when they broke up, actually years after they broke up, is that they have a successful career as single stars. So they won their individual WWE championship. That's not really a moment, moment. Pero <laughs> yeah, but okay. it's still my favorite. Like, lalo na yung they all won at the same night. They held the title. Uh, all yeah, yeah. Okay, at, that's a moment. At, yeah, at battleground, diba? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. That did happen. That they were all WWE champion at one point in the same night. Yes. Okay. Uh, sorry. Are you done, Rowan? Oh, I was just gonna ask. Wasn't it Money in the Bank? Was it Money in the Bank? Ah, yeah, because Money. Uh, Dean cashed in, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, my favorite moment, my favorite feud actually was against the Wyatt family. I thought that was pretty cool. They had great matches. They had great chemistry with each other. Not a moment moment, but I did like that they turned into the Hounds of Justice. So um, that was a pretty cool slight rebranding for them. Authority feud as well was pretty fun. Because it wasn't just Dan O'Brien. Like, the authority actually moved on to, uh, to other people. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's those are my favorites of the Shield. Uh, I've got two as well. Yung first go is when the Rhodes brothers actually defeated the Shield for the tag team championships. Because that's my favorite tag team match ever in my fandom. Sobrang emotional lang talaga nun for me, and I loved the role that all three members of the Shield played in that match. Even Dean, nah, he was at ringside, and Dusty gave him the bionic elbow in the climax of the match. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Super special uh, match talaga for my fandom. And uh, towards the end, when they reunited again, yung parang nagsorry na sila to each other. And si Dean finally got that apology from Seth. Because of, of the three guys during the breakup, like si Dean yung parang pinaka na hurt from the breakup, right? So it was nice na, you know, there was a bit of continuity, even though it took so long to achieve, they finally got there. And they were able to reconcile as a trio. So it was a nice way, I guess, to cap the story of The Shield, even though... To some extent, we did want a little bit more out of it. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. Rowan. So yeah, siguro hindi ko favorite moment is whenever Roman got some substitute like Kurt Angle, chaka si Roman. Yeah, did. yeah, that was bad. And we'll talk about the regrets. <laughs> Kurt yeah, Angle, yeah, my, 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 my. yeah. All right, all right. See, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. 
All right, zooming out of the Shield's run and everything they've accomplished in the decade since, how can we best summarize the impact of all three guys? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but from where I'm standing, I would say that they're the standard bearers of this new era of wrestling. Because you've got Roman Reigns, easily the greatest champion of this era. You've got Seth Rollins, who is the clear 1B to Roman's 1A. And then you've got John Moxley, who is the face of the franchise of AEW. So, parang kung kailangan mong mag-identify talaga ng standard bears of a particular era the way Hulk Hogan was for the 80s, the way that Brett and Sean were for, for the new generation, Austin and Rock ng Attitude Era, John Cena for Ruthless Aggression, whatever you call this decade, I would say that the Shield are those standard bears maybe alongside Brian Danielson. Yeah, um, etong group na to, um, I- I'm not gonna include Brian Danielson here kasi uh, he came in before and he proved himself before the shield ever appeared. So this group is like the biggest, most impactful group of guys since the 2002 OVW class. So this is this generation's 2002 OVW class. Because they have had super far-reaching impacts on the entire world of wrestling. So you got Seth and Roman basically carrying WWE on their backs. Roman especially. You got Moxley carrying an entire company on his back as well. And also being able to make a splash in Japan. So So the decision... That's why in, in the TikTok, I said that these guys unwittingly changed the industry. And I think I, I really think that's true because... The butterfly effect of Vince McMahon's decision to call up these three guys as the shield and book them properly, you know, uh, learning from his mistakes with the Nexus, it might have even contributed to his downfall. But uh, if this didn't happen, how we talk about and how we watch wrestling right now would never be the same. Yeah, hindi ko alam kung saan pupulutin yung industry today. And that's not to say anything bad about the industry or the business, but it's just that the industry would look so different kung hindi nangyari yung Shield debut 10 years ago. What do you think, Rowan? Yeah, you know, the moment na nag-debut sila, parang na-realize ko na, okay, eto na yung mga papalit kala CM Punk, John Cena, and Randy. Wow! Na-realize mo yun? Nung time na yun? Kasi ako hindi. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've been wrestling for too long. Like, sila John Cena, they, they've been wrestling for too long. They have been exposed screen natin for a very long time. So when these new guys came out, feeling ko they're gonna be replacing them. Siyempre, pagka may naluma, may bagong darating. So that, that's what I thought when they debuted. We thought the same thing about Wade Barrett when he won season one of NXT. They were really priming him for that spot. He got put in main events with Cena and Orton at the time. But, you know, that didn't really pan out. So... Um, it's interesting. In a way, yes, Cena and Orton. But you know, I didn't know or I didn't realize that they would affect the industry this much, especially with Roman when Roman was still uh, you know, Samoan meat baby face. Yeah, super interesting then that these guys all debuted what in their early twenties. They were like 20, uh, 25, 26 at the time that they uh, they debuted. I particularly love the fact that they were all right around the same age, which meant that their timelines were all on the same pace. I guess the best example I can compare this to is in basketball, where 
when you build the team, it's very important na align lahat ng ages and primes ng stars mo, di ba? So for a team like the Shield, the fact that all of them were right around the same age meant that they could grow together. Talaga, wala yung ma- mas advanced na sobrang laki yung gap dia compared to the other guy. So um, that was uh, what really stood out to me when the Shield made their debut. Yeah, it was weird because the when you te- when you hear the stories that they tell about the Shield formation, the Roman rain spot was supposed to be Chris Hero, Cassius Ono, and at the time. Chris Hero was in his 30s already. So as much as I love Chris Hero, if he siya, I don't think they would have had that same chemistry, even though, you know, uh, Rollins and Ambrose had experience with him in the indies. Yeah, um, it's funny now that there are a lot of people who would also dispute those stories. Because I, I have heard and read those same rumors that si Cassius Ono should be the third guy in the Shield and not Roman Reigns. But both Hero and everyone else close, close to the situation say that, um, yeah, that was a rumor, but it's not like it's true because it didn't happen or whatever. So it, I guess it's up to you whose story or whose words you believe at the end of the day. Sige. I think it was like plausible deniability because it's like... Uh, maybe Hero didn't fully know if they were gonna push through with it, so he never knew if it was true. But I don't remember. I don't even remember who I heard this from. Like who told the story? But it was someone who was close to the situation. I think. Basta, basta yon. Basta, had it been anyone else than Roman, then I don't think it would have worked as well. Uh, actually, there was a moment in time, parang hindi sila Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns simply na plano as punks uh, alalay kumbaga. Parang ang balak nila nun was Daniel Bryan and Big Show and some guy I forgot. Have you guys heard that rumor? No, no, I don't think I've heard that rumor. I have, I have. I do remember this. I think it was one of the permutations ng mga nakalaban ng Shield. Na it was Daniel Bryan, Big Show, and I think Seamus. Parang yun yung plano. Yeah, and then uh, someone didn't like the idea, so it didn't happen. And kung totoo nga na yun talaga yung plano... I want to thank whoever it was who kiboshed the idea because clearly we got a much better uh, end result in the form of the shield. So thanks for bringing that up, Rowan. I also want to thank the guy who thought that a private security army right, would uh, would be the ones to debut. Right? That's a cool gimmick. And while, you know, somebody might have kiboshed the, the original idea of Dan and Brian Big Show, Shameless, it didn't necessarily mean that you would have gotten the mercenary force. Right? So. There's a lot of people, I think, who contributed to that decision, and we got to thank them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about any regrets that uh, we have towards the Shield. And when we say regrets, we mean things we wish na nangyari, things na we wish hindi nangyari on screen, and some fantasy booking. Let's indulge this because it is the 10th anniversary of the Shield. But first, we got to hear a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network A. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back. Let's get back to our celebration of the 10 years of The Shield and let's start with any regrets. I'm going to go to you, Ro, and ask about the things that you wish we saw out of The Shield run. I wish they didn't break up after two years. Like, yes, I knew that they were destined for greater things. Yes, also, I realized that the breakup was really instrumental in, at the very least, um, Roman and Seth's career at the time. Because Dean was like, um, the floundering one at that, in that time period. That, uh, Shepard, the turn made Seth such a great villain and Roman at least a, the project, the, the, the project began there. I felt like they could have gone on for one or two years. I don't know. It was just too sudden for me. Like I felt like there was some unfinished business. Kaya and like reunite into the agad like after what five years. So um, that's my main regret for it. I wish that they were as dominant as a group like the New Day. Yeah, I I don't really have much regrets about the Shield. You know, like that the breakup. Because there are so many memes about the breakup. It's a seminal moment in wrestling history at this point, and it even made its way outside of the wrestling fandom. Remember when it was set to yung theme music ng ang probinsyano, diba? So that was an actual thing on social media. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I really wish that the heel turn ni Seth did not happen when it did. I'm with you. Now I I love factions, whether they're babyface factions or heel factions, and. I would have wanted to see this run go uh, much longer. And it makes me think, because people who are uh, people who actually came from WWE, people like The Shield, people like Sina Edge and Christian will tell you that a lot of these successful factions didn't really have to last a long time to make an impact, kind of like uh, The Brood or like ENC or like you know, The Shield, right? But on the other hand, you have the counter argument, nah, what about The New Day? Which has been together for eight plus years at this point. So, you know, it does leave me thinking what if? What if the Shield did not have to turn on one another in 2014? Ika Rowan, any regrets na saan hindi natin nakita? I, I would say hindi naman perfect yung run ng Shield. Pero, yung run nila kasi na enjoy ko talaga. And even the heel turn, I, I think it's still fine. It's bound to happen. And. It will eventually lead to success, which is nangyarin naman sa kanila. They had their own singles career, and it is very successful. All right. How about things that we wish we saw out of the shield? I'm going to start because the one thing now it, it blows my mind we only ever got this once was the triple threat between all three guys. It happened at Battleground, and it was over the WWE Championship. And then you know, we we never got a WrestleMania match, and. For years, people were saying that one day magaka WrestleMania match itong tatlong to. It'll be for the richest prize in the sport, and it never happened. And you know, for whatever reason, whatever circumstances got in the way, we never got it. And it, it's such a huge missed opportunity for the entire uh, wrestling fandom that we never got Roman, Seth, and Mox in a triple threat in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, there was so much money left on the table. Like that was a bona fide WrestleMania main event, especially after Roman Reigns was eventually champion. But I don't know. I would have loved to see it now as you know, head of the table Roman as visionary Seth. I don't know what as Moxley as Moxley as the current Moxley. That that would be so great now. That's my fantasy booking, by the way. Like somehow they get together for a match. Like 
Moxley doesn't even have to come back from AEW. They could just loan him for the for the big match if you know if they ever get to work together as companies. Yeah, but yes, going back to the main point, yes, so much money left on the table by that. It also didn't help that Vince was just really bad at booking, at making creative decisions at that point, to the point that they drove Moxley away. So it wasn't gonna happen at all. Rowan, anything that you wish we would have seen out of Roman, Seth, and Mox. Right before that, I, I just want to say something about the three-way na sana nangyari at WrestleMania. So WrestleMania 30, like weeks before that, parang they are teasing na parang mag parang nag-away sila eh, basically. Yeah, I remember they, that. They had a misunderstanding. I thought it would lead to a triple threat match for the United States Championship. Kala ko yun na yun, pero for some reason hindi siya nangyari and then they end up having a six-man tag with uh, uh, taking on the New Age Outlaws and Kane, which is, I didn't really enjoy. Parang sobrang bilis nga ng match na, and I didn't really like it. I, w- I would rather have that triple threat match. Yeah, uh, that feud kasi um, that you were you were uh, referencing, Rowan, it really raised a lot of questions. Like, at the time, I remember people were saying, ah, si Dean na to siya magiging bad guy. Kasi Dean kind of did skew more heelish, diba? As opposed to Seth at the time. And I think that's what made the June 2014 turn so much more jarring because Seth was the guy who was trying to keep the peace and trying to keep the two alphas and Dean and Roman from really butting heads. And then it turns out Seth uh, wanted to reestablish na, hindi, alpha din ako. And I'm gonna turn on both of you. So I guess you're right Now there was also a missed opportunity, I guess, in WrestleMania 30. Now we could have also had a triple threat among the members of the Shield, but kind of like how the legacy all turned on one another in the lead up to WrestleMania 26. Anything else that you wish we could have seen aside from itong, that, that big money triple threat match at WrestleMania? Okay, so I'm, I'm now going to answer the fantasy booking. So I'm not good at fantasy booking, but the only way I see them reuniting is them getting their proper and better final run. Kasi yung farewell nila, it was just held in a live event. Parang it's not yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Parang I, I think they deserve a WrestleMania farewell. And siguro, like, if possible, siguro, Triple H would open the forbidden door. Like, he can have mocks. Uh, like, magpakita lang siya and probably wrestle there. Mga ganun. And if, if, if it's impossible, impossible, siguro, ano na, the only way they can reunite is them getting inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Igaro. Mm-hmm. On that point, on that note, I think Triple H taking over from Vince may make the chances of Moxley returning to WWE just for that one match a lot better. I think Tony Khan would also be leaving money on the table if that didn't happen as well. Uh, I, I don't know how it's going to benefit him, but I know it's going to benefit him somehow. Because I, I think that it would look really good in front of the entire wrestling fandom if for the two companies to work together. So that's a, that's a big dream for me, I think, that these three would... These three still have a great relationship. So I feel like they would still want that moment to happen. And you know, like a big WrestleMania quality, WrestleMania period, match between the three. If not, then the next best thing is a big-time six-man tag match featuring the Reunited Shield. Uh, I think they would do it right. 
Uh, I think Triple H would honor that legacy way more than Vince did. Because as Rowan mentioned, uh, Vince only gave them their farewell at a live event. So it goes back to, I think, it goes back to the fact that everyone involved and er and all their bosses would see the the money making potential in such in such a crossover event because i think um moxley is aw for life now i think he's been traumatized by the wwe too much to never consider going back there so it has to be a crossover event i was pretty lucky and i was there in person for the last televised appearance of the shield which was the raw after wrestlemania 35 so it was at the barclay center um that was their uh basically their tv goodbye and you, you guys are right. Yung parang farewell match nila as a trio was at a live event. Um, I guess yung pinakamalaking balakid at the time to get them together for a WrestleMania moment was the fact that Seth had to have his crowning moment against Lesnar. Uh, Roman had just come back from leukemia, diba? So he had to have his big return match as a single star against Drew McIntyre. And at the time, Mox did have one foot out the door. So he wasn't even booked for WrestleMania 35, if you guys remember that. Yeah. And. The fact, the reason why he was one foot out the door is because he they were treating him terribly creatively. So it's so weird that the the only solution that they can think of was throw gasoline into the fire instead of trying to win him or you know make it a little bit better for him by giving him something great to work with. Yeah, yeah. Couple of last things before we wrap up here, uh, Rowan. You wanted to bring up a regret, which was uh, the substitutions every time a member of the Shield would be unavailable. Ah, yeah. So, back in 2017, ata, ato, eh, Roman got sick. So, someone has to take his place. Tapos, so happened, naging si Kurt Angle. That was in TLC 2017. They faced Miz, uh, The Bar, and some other dudes I forgot. Dami nila eh. They could have just make it a tag team match, sa totoo lang. Doesn't have to be a trio match. Like, masagwa siyang tignan eh. Like, why would you dress up Kurt Angle in a... <laughs> Yeah, nobody asked for that. <laughs> but what would you guys have done? Because you, uh, you you build the shield for a match, and uh, Ro- Roman suddenly unable to compete. Now, I think I think the problem was them dressing these other guys in the shield gear. Like you could still be the shield and just have Dean and Seth, but that's that's all fine. It's 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 the shield feet Kurt Angle or Simisa. Triple, uh, Triple H, H. Tri- the Shield feat Triple H. Nobody would have had a problem with that. Man, I don't even remember Triple H aligning with the Shield for like a match. Live event, uh, nobody really knows about it. Live event, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow, oh, yeah. I it, it, it's pretty mind blowing to know <laughs> Triple H actually wore the uh, private security gear. Yeah, I, I remember seeing a picture of this. So it's somewhere weird to say it, it's two old guys, two bald old guys who who are cosplaying the Shield. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty sad. Like I don't know. But yeah, they, they shouldn't have just dressed up. They just they should have just come came as themselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, uh the shield clearly very successful as a trio and as single stars and their legacy, their impact on the business, on uh wrestling history is pretty well established at this point, a decade since they debuted, even to the point that Kait wala na si Mox sa WWE yung history nila nagagamit ina Seth and Roman like when Seth and Roman had their match at the Royal Rumble earlier this year Seth came out dressed as the Shield and he used the Shield music to 
playing mind games on Roman Reigns. And that was pretty cool, like for a moment to be a part of, for us to call in Tagalog na, yung nga, parang kinakansawa ni Seth si Roman using the Shield mind games. It's it's really cool that even though they're not complete, even though they're not in the same promotion anymore, we can still look back and draw upon this history and it's still woven into the fabric of WWE storylines today. Uh, Kayo, any, any other things you want to say about um, the Shield and how far they've come since they debuted? Let's start with you, Rowan. Oh, I have one last thing to say. So when they broke up in 2014, do you guys remember when WWE.com made a poll na asking who can replace Seth Rollins? Like, and daming lobas like Adam Rose or like some random dudes. And I guess it kind of happened in 2017 when they started dressing other guys as the Shield. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're the only one Ruin. So I'm going to blame you for that. Thanks. Thanks for manifesting that. I didn't really manifest it. It's WWE.com. You're <laughs> Ro. Uh, I already said what I had to say about The Shield earlier by, you know, stating how important they were. You know, it's just mind-boggling. Like, yung OVW class of 2002, they, um, they didn't come together as, you know, this one big unit. Yeah. So they were all spread out right? in, in different um, different spots. But the Shield, man, they appeared as one. They succeeded together. And I don't remember another time where a unit like that, that came up together like that, would go on to change the face of the industry. All right. So there you have it. We raise our proverbial glasses to the Shield, to Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and... Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley, thank you for 10 years of memories and more to come. As we end this podcast, we want to remind you again about our weekly live streams, which take place Thursdays at 7 p.m. on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod and on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We're going to review AEW Full Gear for this week and we're going to break down our predictions for Survivor Series War Games. That's all happening this week on the live stream. And for anything else that we're up to, please hit us up on TikTok and on Twitter at Wrestling2XPod. Individually, it is at Monday Night Rowan, at Rowis War, at China Supersized, and at underscore Stan C. Big thanks to everybody over at PNA for all the hard work that they do behind the scenes. And as one final reminder, please keep your masks on if you're not comfortable unmasking yet, and get your vaccines and boosters if and when you can. For Rowan, ASH, and Romoran, my name is Stan C. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.